Lesson Friday. You know, a student at one of my English coaching sessions this week commented that there's two types of English. There's English for exams and English for conversation. And I couldn't disagree with her, you know. This is just exactly how it is. Now join us on the conversation on our socials. We're at Get English Tips on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok and Instagram. And if it's confident, fluent English you want to speak, head along to getenglishtips.com and find out all about the English conversation courses with me, John Ken, that will really elevate your English. Coming up on this week's episode, have you ever crashed and burned? How would you describe something if it's nondescript? Have your ears ever been burning? Okay then, let's fire away. Has someone ever gone off on a tangent with you? It's all coming up on this episode of Five Lesson Friday. Hey, so welcome along. I'm Ajarn Ken, a native British English teacher since the year 2008 but with the Scottish accent. And this is Five Lesson Friday, where you get five short lessons for you to practice over the weekend. And if you want Five Lesson Friday delivered to your email every Friday, head along to getenglishtips.com and I'm more than happy to send that to you. And you can join thousands of other students who already work with Get English Tips. So let's get into it. Five Lesson Friday. The first one we've got is the expression crashed and burned. Crash and burned. Have you ever heard the expression crashed and burned? It's really an excellent one. Very, very common. Let's have a look. If something has crashed and burned, we use it to describe a situation where someone has failed or experienced a significant setback, often in very dramatic or disastrous way. It's very, it can be used, no, it's not used formally, it's quite informal, but it's everyday conversation to show that someone has failed or experienced a big, big setback it's been very dramatic or disastrous. They have crashed and burned. So, for example, if someone's tried to launch a new business and it completely failed, we would say they crashed and burned with their new business. And if someone wanted to give a presentation, but it went really, really poorly, we might say, that they crashed and burned in front of their audience. So crashed and burned be used to show that something has failed or there's been a, a setback with a very dramatic use for it. So some other expressions that you might hear that are quite similar to crash and burned. We've got fell flat, fizzled out, um, bit the dust. 
those three are very similar to crash and burn. For example, fell flat might be used to describe a joke that didn't get a laugh. Nobody thought it was funny. But the dust might be used to describe more a catastrophic failure, a bigger failure than crashed and burned. So yeah, let's see if you can start using crash and burned. As I mentioned, we use it to show that someone has failed or has got a setback in very dramatic circumstances or very dramatic situation. So crash and burned. What have you ever crashed and burned? Let me know. Have you crashed and burned um, when you were giving a presentation? Have you crashed and burned at an interview? Have you crashed and burned when it's been your big moment to, to impress someone? And you failed, you've crashed and burned. So let's see if you can make your own example of crashed and burned. You can head along to our Facebook group, Get English Tips Facebook group, and or on YouTube. Leave your example, and as always, I am more than happy to check it for you and give you some feedback. Doesn't matter if you crash and burn when you practice, it's only practice, yeah. So head along, hopefully I can see you there. The second lesson we've got on five lesson Friday for this week is the expression nondescript. Nondescript. Have you ever heard of nondescript? Excellent one to use. I was with one of my students recently and we used this expression. And uh, it was very, very interesting. You know, they'd never heard it before and it was the perfect um, expression for what they were trying to tell me. So when do we use nondescript, nondescript? Well, <clears throat> we use it when we want to describe something or someone that lacks any distinctive features or characteristics. They don't have any you know, any uniqueness that would be, you know, a standout or easily recognized. We use it to describe something that is, or someone that is quite bland or unre uh, unremarkable even, or forgettable. So if something's nondescript, we're describing it because it has a lack of features or a lack of uniqueness or a lack of characteristics. It's not going to stand out and it's not going to be easily recognisable. It is very much nondescript. We can use it in, I guess, informal or formal. It's either or. But let's have a look at a couple of examples where you might be able to use nondescript. Imagine that you're walking down the street and you see a building and you describe the building as nondescript because... The building is plain, it's unremarkable, the design blends in with all the surrounding areas. It's very, very nondescript. That building is nondescript, it's bland, it's unremarkable. There's no difference between that and the other buildings. The building is nondescript. We can also use it to um, express or describe a person who has an ordinary appearance. They don't really stand out from the crowd. For example, you know, um, the police want you to describe some a, a mugger or a robber. 
and they ask you, what did he look like? And you can say, oh, he was nondescript, just a normal looking person. He was nondescript, unremarkable, blends into everyone, an ordinary appearance, nondescript. Another example of nondescript could be we're talking about a car. Car doesn't have any unique features or any distinguishing characteristics. And because of that, we would say it's nondescript. It blends in with all the other cars on the road. That car's nondescript. It's there's nothing unique about it. There's no uh, there's not any distinguishing characteristics with that car. That car is nondescript. Blends into all the other cars on the road. So let's see if you can make an example with nondescript. But if you want to look at other kind of synonyms, I guess, or similar expressions to nondescript, ordinary, unremarkable, average, or plain. All these describe or have the same use as nondescript. So they might be used in different contexts. For example, ordinary suggests that something is typical or expected while unremarkable suggests that something is not worth noticing or not worth paying attention. So they're very similar to nondescript, but we use them in slightly different contexts. So let's see if you can make your own example with nondescript. Great one to use, a great one to put into your vocabulary if you're a, an intermediate and above English learner. You can really impress people with your uh, with your vocabulary and expressions. Really, really good one. I would strongly recommend that you put that into your English vocabulary. So head along to Get English Tips Facebook group and you can leave uh, your ex example. Head along to our YouTube and leave your example as well. And as always, I love to check your examples and give you some feedback. Hopefully the examples are going to be non are not going to be nondescript. They're going to be quite exciting and unique. There you go. So, lesson number three for this five lesson Friday. Remember, you can head along to getenglishtips.com and subscribe and get five English lessons every Friday. This next lesson uh, for five lesson Friday is my ears are burning. My ears, my ears are burning. Maybe you've got that expression in your own language, do you think? What do you think it means? My ears are burning. Well, this expression, my ears are burning, we use it to indicate that someone, you for example, believe that others are talking about you, often in a negative or a critical way. You believe that someone's speaking about you, gossiping about you, so your ears are burning. We use it in a way that you feel as though you are the subject of some gossip or discussion, even if you're not sure if that's the case. Okay, so you walk into a room and suddenly everyone stops talking. You can say, ah, my ears are burning. Have you been talking about me? Have you been gossiping about me? Right? So my ears are burning. Really good one to use, yeah? You'll shock someone when you say it, actually. 
So for example, how are we going to use it? Let's say, as I mentioned, you walk into a room and a group of people suddenly go quiet. You get a little bit paranoid, right? You might say, my goodness, my ears are burning. I feel like you've been talking about me. You've been gossiping about me. My ears are burning. Another example might be you overheard someone whispering about you and you think or you suspect that they were talking about you. You could say to them, I think my ears are burning. I have a feeling you are gossiping about me. Is that right? <laughs> so when you think that someone's talking about you or gossiping about you, we say that my ears are burning. Great one to use. Very, very common in, in native language speak, I guess. So what other similar expressions do we have for my ears are burning? Someone's ears must be burning or talk of the devil. In, in British English, uh, the, or the British people in the UK, you use this expression to talk of the devil. And it implies that when you appear, or when you talk about someone, the person you are talking about will suddenly appear. Speak of the devil. It's a little bit similar to uh, my ears are burning, but uh, talk of the devil means that someone has appeared that maybe you are speaking about. So it's important as well when you're using my ears are burning that it's used in a light-hearted way, in a joking way, and it's not usually meant to be taken too seriously, okay? It's kind of like a, a little bit of a sarcastic or a little bit of a fun comment. So try not to use it in a serious way. If you ever hear someone say to you, oh, my ears are burning, it's not normally a cause for concern. It's not normally a cause for any alarm. Remember, my ears are burning. Use it in a lighthearted or a joking type of so let's see if you can make your own example of my ears are burning. Head along to my Facebook group, Get English Tips Facebook group, or on YouTube with the video there, and leave your own example in the comments. And as always, I will check them for you. It's always good to practice, right, and to use it in context, and I look forward to giving you some feedback. The next one we've got is the expression fire away, fire away. This is quite common as well. Very a casual expression to fire away. What do you think fire away means? What do you think? You use fire away when someone is giving you permission to ask a question or to begin a conversation. As I mentioned, it's a very casual and a friendly way of telling someone that they can start speaking or they can ask some questions. Fire away, on you go, let's start. For example, if you have a question about something you've been discussing in your class, you could say, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I might respond to you, sure, fire away. This is me telling you that I'm open and ready to answer your question. Yep, answer, ask away, fire away, and I'll answer your question. Another example could be in a job interview. 
where the interviewer might say to you, well, tell me about your previous work experience. And the candidate and you could respond, well, I worked at this company for a couple of years and then I moved on to the next company. Then the interviewer says to you, okay, great, thanks for that. Now, do you have any questions for me? And you can say, well, I do actually. Can I ask you something about the company culture? And the interviewer will say to you, absolutely you can, fire away. Ask me your question, fire away. I'm open to receive your question and I will answer it, fire away. Great expression to use. Very, very similar expressions to fire away include go ahead, ask away. These all convey a sense of giving permission or encouragement to speak or ask questions. Fire away is more informal and casual than go ahead. Go ahead is much more formal than fire away. Okay, But um, really good expression to have, to fire away. I've got a question. Absolutely. Fire away. So there you go. Hopefully, hopefully that's something new for you and you can uh, begin to use that in your your everyday English conversation. If you want to make a, an example, then fire away over to Get English Tips Facebook group or YouTube and leave your example. And as always, I'm more than happy to check it and give you some feedback. Okay, so fire away. Great one fire away to you know to give permission to ask a question or to to open a discussion fire away so the last one we're going to look at is gone off on a tangent gone off on a tangent again really um really good one to use for intermediate and above students don't forget for five lesson Friday, get along to getenglishtips.com and you can get five free English lessons every Friday. So what does gone off on a tangent mean or to go off on a tangent? What does it actually mean? Well, when someone has gone off on a tangent, we mean that they have started talking about something that is totally unrelated to the main topic of the conversation. Okay, so we have the main topic and they have started talking about something unrelated, something totally different. It's a way of describing when someone gets, I guess, sidetracked and starts talking about something that is not really relevant to the conversation that you are having. We would say that they have gone off on a tangent, they started speaking about something else. So, for example, let's say we're discussing a book we've all read and someone suddenly starts talking about their plans for the weekend. We might say to them, hey, don't go off on a tangent here. Let's stick to talking about the book. Okay, so we're all having a discussion about a book, for example, and someone talks about their something irrelevant about their plans for the weekend. Don't go off on a tangent. Let's stick to the topic. Let's stick to discussing the book. They've gone off on a tangent. Another example might be if someone's giving a presentation and starts talking about their personal life instead of the topic that they're discussing, we might say, I think you're going off on a tangent here. Let's get back to the presentation. So as you can see, someone has 
started talking about something completely different, they have gone off on a tangent. So a couple of similar expressions to gone off on a tangent might be to, to get sidetracked or to go off on a ramble. These expressions all convey the idea of getting distracted or losing focus during a conversation. To go off on a tangent, however, is a bit more specific in that it suggests that you have started talking about something that is not only unrelated, but also random or unexpected. You have gone off on a tangent. You've gone off on a tangent. So to go off on a tangent just means to, you're having a conversation and you start talking about something totally irrelevant, totally unexpected, and nothing to do with the original topic. You've gone off on a tangent. So let's see if you can make your own example head along to our YouTube channel or our Get English Tips Facebook page and leave your example for gone off on a tangent. And as always, I will check it for you and give you some feedback. So there we go. We've got five Lesson Friday for this week. Hopefully, it's giving you some... Um, something to think about, some new expressions that you can start using. Most importantly, when you get these, if you like the sound of them, start putting them into practice. This is why I always encourage you to get along to our YouTube or our Facebook page, or even if you've got this on uh, email, is to uh, you know send me an email just giving your ex um, example. And as always, I will give you some so there we go, Five Lesson Friday. And we've got another Five Lesson Friday coming along next week. And don't forget, you can subscribe and get five free lessons direct to your email. And subscribe to Five Lesson Friday at getenglishtips.com. So my name's Ajahn Ken. Glad to have been speaking to you today. Remember to keep in touch with yourself. Have fun and... Bye for now.